play the wood. No, because if we win, I wouldn't want to do a post game. I want to go celebrate. I'm not going to be sitting here getting bogged down chit chatting. I'm going to have fun. But thankfully, you are. Boy, you don't understand the privilege of being able to discuss <laughs> things as the face of the fan base. Oh, yeah. Right after yeah. a big victory over uh, the Canes. What a privilege that is. Yeah, I'll have to go back and watch on Sunday and see how privileged it was. I, I, I will. Oh, it will be if yeah. we win. Yeah. I'll miss it. There'll be a lot of red in the bottom third of the screen, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, man. I do know that um, I, this would make my year. The, this would make my football season. I can legitimately say if they win this game tomorrow, I don't care what happens in BC and Florida. I don't. You're like Uncle Buck with uh, the guy from the bowling alley, yeah. right? You got the tip. This could yeah, be your year. This could be it. You're gonna, the kids are in the back seat. This is it. Are you going to drive to the track? That's the question. <laughs> Would love it, man. Would would love this desperately. Would love this. Uh, you know, I, I say I don't care what happens the rest of the way. That just may be the immediacy of this game. But I, admittedly, once I see us take the field in any game, I suddenly care deeply about the results. So uh, I probably am overstating it. But uh, I agree. Um, I, I this is a big game. You know, it's a and it's an important game in this sense. I mentioned at the outset of the show that sadly the combined record of these two teams, eight and 10 worse since 1975 when three and 13 was the combined record. Um, you know, it's, it's frustrating. It's uh, the fifth matchup of unranked teams in the series, only the fifth matchup of unranked teams in the series, Florida state and Miami, uh, in, in the last four decades. Wow. Last four decades. Wow. So, you know, in that sense, it's troubling. But, again, once the once the, uh, the game starts and you see those helmets side-by-side side clashing, you get you get excited and well, you get pumped. But I, I'll tell you what it means to me, not just ending a losing streak. I think it's a big deal for Mike Norvell. I think he gains – I talked a lot about gaining traction. He gains a lot of traction because Florida State is not the better team. And each week they've played recently, they're not the better team, and yet they've been close. They're not the better team than Clemson, and they came real close. They're not the better team with NC State. They came real close. So he's this close to getting one of these like he did against North Carolina. But North Carolina ain't Miami. And what I mean by that is Miami means so much more in the big scheme of things to Florida State, both in recruiting and uh, as it pertains to the fans' heart and the way they'll feel about their coach after getting a win like this. So this is, this is real traction if he can get it. Yeah, Miami's not all that dissimilar from North Carolina in terms of weapons. It's just they're they're placed differently. You know, North Carolina, I think, has two good running backs mm -hmm. plus the quarterback, and then one receiver. Miami has multiple receivers. Uh, where Miami has the the edge, I think, over North Carolina is at tight end as well with Will Mallory, who's a good player. Mm -hmm. One thing you'll see a lot tomorrow is they load up the shotgun. I mean, they, I mean, literally, it's it, and it's kind of a pun, but it'll be two guys back there, three guys back there, creating all kinds of angles and motions. In fact, for our defense. When they go good on good in camp and, and during the week, they might see some similar things. Brett Lashley has similar elements in his offense out of the gun that we do when we have a, a true passer of the football. Which we don't. Um, but we repped a bunch of that in camp because we thought we were going to try to do that, and, and we didn't. So, Yeah, I think uh, well, this gets back to the larger picture of uh, recruiting, man. Um, this gets back to the whole... You know, good on good means so much more when there are good players performing the tasks of replicating another team's offense and or star players. Uh, Florida State never gets that, never gets that. Um, 
So, you know, what you get is fooled when you're in fall camp because you see Jordan Travis able to make plays against, um, you know, this, this defense, which at that time was certainly not ready to go. Right. Um, I, I would, I would tell you this, he has improved slightly and you got on me about this because I am hard on Jordan Travis. He has improved slightly as a passer in the second half of the season. Yeah, some of the throws he made on the road to Clemson yeah. were these are the things that we saw in camp when he was in a green jersey and unafraid to right, stand in there. Right, right. And there were a couple moments in the North, going back to that North Carolina game, there were a couple moments where he stood in there and made some throws in that game too. But uh, yeah, I agree with you, Ryan. Our linebackers couldn't cover Ira. Um, well, they don't read it well. Another negative post from Ryan? Go figure. <laughs> they don't read it well. They, they struggle uh, in coverage because they don't really uh, – certainly one of the guys that we depend on, and Lundy does not have the skill set to do it. He's just a big, strong man that you want playing downhill against the run. He's a mauler there when he picks the right gap. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, we, we are limited. We're limited. We're That's very right, right. limited remember, in a lot of areas. Remember the, uh, the shirt from back in the day that we wanted, the U is building? You know, it was always the U is mm -hmm. back, or we could cross that out and put building. We are limited. There it is. It's just, that's it. It's a garnet shirt, gold lettering. We are limited. Mm -hmm. And then maybe on the back it says, but we will fight you. That's who <laughs> we are. That's who we are this season. Well, that's we why. We are limited, but we fight, damn it. That's why we've cared. I mean, I understand that when you lose games, uh, even if you are able to show statistically speaking, and I have and others have, and you can go read the empirical data, yes, you can see that Florida State's a better team. But when you lose games and the record's not good, then people, you know, they become disinterested because they're not there to decipher and dissect each element and or segment of the team's gradual improvement. They don't care. And frankly, if we didn't do this for a business, in, for our business, and or have the passion we do for the school, we probably wouldn't either. If you worked in another city and had a nine to five or like most you know, workers, an eight to six, and you worked that every day, you wouldn't sit down and parse the numbers either. You'd go, oh, we're three and what? That's what you do, you know, because you don't have time. But we do. We do have time, and we know they're better. But you need a win every now and again, something like this game, to bring back the casual and get those people back locked in. And we've seen from attendance, and we've seen from the board numbers, and we've seen from really every aspect of uh, sites or TV shows or radio programs or whatever it might be that covers Florida State. Those numbers are all dramatically down because the Knowles don't have that signature win. This would be a signature win. I think it would be well for yes yeah, a building program. Yes. If you're trying to if you if you present the context first, sure. Well, sure. think about it. last year was a COVID year. It was a mess. They didn't. He hadn't really had an opportunity to bring in it. He couldn't bring anybody in for recruiting. All of it was a mess. It was just like, well, we're playing games to try to make some money. That's really what it was. It was a money grab <laughs> yeah, last very, year. Very true. They didn't have a chance to really build anything. Uh, you had guys opt out, guys transfer, other guys not be able to play each week. You never knew what you were going to have during the week. It was a nothing year. It was all nonsense. Um, you know, and, and so what you ended up with was an ugly sort of uh, uh, convoluted season. So this now is the first year in my mind for this group as we watch them try to build. They got a win against North Carolina. That was nice. It was a nice upset, but this would be a more of a, a, a signature win, I think, if they were able to get well, it. Well, yeah, it's his first rivalry game. He didn't uh, get to do the Miami game. Right. And he didn't get to do the Florida game, right? Correct. So, so yeah. this is his first one where he's on the sidelines for it. You know, he said one thing that caught my attention uh, earlier this week, because usually it's it's a bunch of PR speak, and that's fine, man. You, you bore the media to death, keep yeah, it, yeah, uh, keep everything in house. Yeah. That's fine. I don't care. As a fan, I'm like, good. That that's good. Don't give us too many clips. 
But he was talking about rivalry games at his last couple of stops. He says, I've always had success, you know, had good success in rivalry games. Okay. All right. You get it out there. There you go. Puff your chest out a little bit. Well, <laughs> let's well be in a position to be able to say that again next year. And then the year after that. And the year after that. Remember, one of the main reasons Jimbo that we Fisher. fell in love with Jimbo. Yeah, he won rivalry games. No always. Doubt. Yeah. Now, it was good timing. He was there at the right time. Very good timing. Very good timing. But he found the players. And listen. Much you know, of life is about timing. That day in 2010, 31-7 over the Gators. They had more talent than we had on that uh, sideline. They were quitting, and maybe they'll be quitting again this year. Right. We have to hope. That matters. Sanford won't tell us that. It could sleepwalk through that game, so we'll find out later. But, uh, yeah. Look, man. That's such a mess, though. You don't even want to buy the dip on the line if you can find one for Florida Sanford. I don't know. I'm just going to stay the hell away. Oh, I I've looks like away. they're going to play Richardson this weekend, though. Several weeks in a row, I've said stay away from Florida. It doesn't really matter because, look, they should be. South Carolina is terrible. If you watch South Carolina play, they can't play a lick. They're awful. And they're an ACC team. Oh, it's hard to watch them. And I'm watching that game, and I'm like, well, Florida can't lose to South Carolina, but I guess they could if they don't care. And the next thing I know, I look up, it's 30 to 7 or whatever the hell it is. And I'm like, yeah. well, I guess Florida sent a message to their coaching staff. Yeah, it was 30 to 10 at the break. I, I told you the story earlier in the week. We got done with the post game show. I'm like, ooh, I'm going out. I want to watch the second half of this game. This is awesome. Mm. Um, I, I am hoping a positive post. I love that we have guys not throwing up the incomplete sign with the opposing quarterback throws the ball five yards out of bounds when they're beat. Yeah, they're doing a lot better in that regard, Ryan. I, I think on the it's whole, a good post. That's yeah, legit. It is true. I, I think on the whole, they're they're much better. Uh, in in the down to down evaluation of Florida State football, the toughness quotient, uh, the competence, it's there. They play hard. There's no getting around that. And, you know, it's interesting. We were asked a question on Seminole Headlines, Tom, and I don't know that I did a good job of answering it, um, but it was about tangible and intangible signs of growth. And the tangible signs of growth, you could look at numbers or you could do anything you want with that. The intangible, I talked a little bit about um, the confidence that's been instilled. Like, we can't yeah. see that per se, you know, like, but you you do, it, it does produce something uh, that is tangible. But here's what here's what I would get at. I was reading an article uh, in the Washington Post about Tom Brady um, because they're analyzing the Bucks washington football team game. And they were talking about, like, if you just look at his skill set, his, his, you know, what he is, he's even admitted years ago that he's married to the day-to-day -day work, that he cares so much about preparation, and that's the only way he can succeed. And they pulled an old quote. I pulled it up today because I thought it was fascinating. Without a method, without a year-round rigor, I would just be another guy with big aspirations, and I wouldn't be able to live up to them. Because if I really don't work at it, and I don't play to what strengths I do have, I'm just an average quarterback. I learned that years ago. Now, first of all, that's awesome. That's a great quote, right? To know what you are and what you're not, and then yeah. to work really hard to play to the one thing you do well, or whatever it might be, right? So they go on. I fast-forward here to where this... Um, this this woman, uh, Dana Cavella, she is a performance coach and worked with the New York Yankees for 15 years and now works with executives and all this stuff. They talk about preparing yourself for success. And one of the things that athletes do if they do it well is, and, and what's different, it's a fundamentally different outlook than the rest of the, you know, every everyday uh, persons that, that are out there, is 
They never judge an activity's worth by how it feels in the moment, but rather what is it going to get you down the line? So it sucks to work out at 5 a.m. It sucks to do this. It, it hurts sometimes to do those things, right? All right, I'm going to relate this back to Norvell. He has taught and convinced these kids of the overriding value of commitment and sacrifice now, as hard as it is, without the results on an immediate basis, for what it's going to be next year next or next week. next Really, you can start with next play, next game, next week, next year, three years, right? That is something he has done exceptionally well, is convince these guys that although we suck and the results are not there, play-to-play, game-to-game, the way we'd like them to be, there is value in committing to this long-term process. And you have to trust me and each other in order to find out what is at the end of the rainbow, which could be, again, two years from now, three years from now. But he's been able to do that not just with the younger players, but the old guys, too. That's hard. That is really hard. That means that you have had to had to sit down and have very real conversations with people. And that's why the culture is better because there's honesty. And I really hope that he gets the feather in his cap that I because I, I'm a fan of what he's done. Now, listen, if they suck again next year, we're going to have a hard conversation. It's going to be difficult at that point. But you have to be committed to the long-term rebuild because that's what it is. But the fact that he got players to commit to it speaks to his motivational skill set. I think that is very important when you're down in the dumps to have a guy to convince people, in particular the people you're going to be counting on to get you out of this nonsense, you've got to convince them of the long-term gains yeah. in buying into whatever it is you're selling. Yeah, well, and they're convinced after 0-4. That's the other thing, too. It's not like they finished last season on a four-game losing streak. And and you're wondering if it's going to carry over into the offseason. It's you started the year after all these expectations. Mm -hmm. You play into overtime with Notre Dame that first night, and you see what the building could be, and then you see what it isn't for Jacksonville State. Well, what it, and what you it still lose. against NC State? What it, right, right. But here you still are. That's that's what we were asking for before the season started. Mm -hmm. Now we prognosticate on win totals and things like that, but we we knew that they were better. It was a matter of how much. Not good, but and, better. And we vowed that if they fought week in and week out, you even if they don't it, have it, deal with the climb. And you'd like them. And you'd. Like I do them. like them. I, I do said too. That, yeah, they're a likable team. I did not like the team from two years ago. Last year's team's whatever. That was a again yeah, a nothing it was, year. It was you it was were, playing. You, know? you were again. You <laughs> were playing for money. That's all that was. But go back to the end of Willie's time. I hated that team. There was so much false bravado, so many paper tigers, so many people willing to gloat over a tackle made 25 yards downfield in a game in which you're trailing by 28. That That's well, largely gone. Also, to return to that uh, point on the comment real quick, if it, if there is a game this year where you're going to see an incomplete sign when somebody's missed out of it, yeah, that kid's got a cannon, yeah. and he might overthrow somebody who's yeah. wide the hell open because... He doesn't know the hand talent thing yet. It, it's just 99 miles an hour. And that might be a relief incomplete, like a, ooh, incomplete. All right, let's get back in there and communicate a little bit better next time. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV.
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say keep it in front of you. Keep it in front of you and try to win in the red zone. Eric wants us to blitz, 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 blitz. Eh. You might have it look like that if our front four does what it does week in and week out. Problem is Miami's tackles are all right. They're all right. They're yeah, their offensive line's not nearly as bad as it's been. It's okay. It's an average offensive line. And we said thanks, Eric. We appreciate you. It was just uh, the uh, YouTube volume wasn't up yet. So, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in terms of uh, that plan in particular, I would just say again that um, you got to try to win with your front four. And I would keep things in front. I, I, you know, we're not good at. We're just, <laughs> we're just not good. <laughs> There'll be opportunities for guys to make plays because their quarterback will take risks. Let's really hope it happens. The other thing I'd say too is, you know, it's it's an old classic rule for defensive linemen. You hear analysts say it all the time on TV. But if your first move doesn't work, get your hands up. Because again, he just likes to rifle the ball, you know, inside of 15 yards, that's going to be right at your head or just above your head. So if you get your hands up, batted passes, leads yeah. turnovers, you're going to need a couple of things like that in order to make this game possible. I think it's not just about containing the run red zone defense. I think you might outright need a short field or two via turnover in order to keep them from scoring Miami and every one of these ultra close wins has seemingly made two or three horrific decisions or mistakes yep right in the midst of having a stranglehold on the game oh yeah oh it, they should have blown georgia tech out and then just dumbassery so what i said the other day i take back yeah. when i said lee lee's on the right side of miami now nah, that, that is a fluky result that they i mean miami's loaf of bread everywhere they're but, throwing but, but one if, of the fumbles they were like th they threw straight it up the sky. in the air and it got picked up and ran into the end zone yeah but the one thing I would say about that is if you've watched that team, that's who they are, so you could bet that way. You could say, well, they're going to do that because that's just who they are. They're just going to give it away. They do dumb stuff Ooh, all right. on the regular. That is excellent e-break. Yeah, that was I'm going to remark like Mike Tirico did at the British Open for Tiger 20 years ago. Unbelievable. <laughs> How does he stop himself? I caught it. I caught it. Uh, but, I again, um. They will give you opportunities to be in the game. Right when you think, ah, oh, that team is in trouble. Every time I've watched Miami, oh, that other team's in trouble. Miami's got this. Oh, look at this. Miami's trying to give it away. Thanks a lot, guys. Short segment here because we got to get to my mother coming up next and uh, and do some wagering. Do want to touch on before the end of the show. God, time flies when you're having fun. I got, We played basketball against Florida on Sunday. This it's a true. big game. I'd like to see it happen at noon on 1 o'clock. We could make our way down to Gainesville if you want, Tom. It is on TV, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Whatever you said the second time. FSU has won the last seven matchups 
in that annual rivalry. Mm, the last buddy. seven, we are inching ever so close to the Platinum Bohica. Now, here's the thing about the Platinum Bohica. If you get the big road win against Florida on Sunday and get to eight, then you're going to maybe assume a ninth here at the TLC Double C. With all that would be on the line for the Platinum Bohica, it will be down in Gainesville. Oh, that's a roadie. That's a roadie. That's a tailgate. To. That's a roadie. And I'm sneaking the Bohica in. <laughs> well, you really have such a good relationship with Ham that you could tell him about it. I, and he'd be like, I don't want to know. But if you bring it to the court can after. Can you picture me trying to explain to Ham, <laughs> A, what the Platinum Bohica is, B, what we dreamt up as a Platinum Bohica trophy. The look on his face, because we, you guys don't know this, but Tom and I have come up with a Platinum Bohica trophy. We were going to hang it on Miami, down there in Miami. Yeah, third and Kelly. Yeah. I was going to bring it out onto the field, risk being arrested, plant it at the 50, celebrate a true Platinum Bohica. Didn't get that opportunity. This would be a toughie to walk into that building with a Platinum Bohica trophy because the trophy is as vulgar as you might think it right, should be. Right. So you wanted to plant it? I didn't know that part of it. Oh, I wanted to bring it out like you hold so, up, like when you hold up the, the severed gator head. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to hold up the Platinum Bohica and shake it, which would make you laugh shaking that thing. Oh. Remember what we said would be on it? Well, yeah, people yeah. can guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wondered, you know, if you wanted to plant it, then what would you do for a basketball court? Like put a giant suction cup on the bottom of the trophy <laughs> so it's just like it swings on the floor? Swinging around. <laughs> that would be the tailgate to end all tailgates, though. Oh, it'd be so good. We will get a chance to take a look at uh, that matchup. Leonard Hamilton all time against the University of Florida uh, while here at Florida State is 11-8, and eight, three games above 500. It's amazing how many young men he's adopted over the last handful of seasons. You know, it's just amazing. In his later years, he's just adopted so many sons. <laughs> one in Gainesville, another <laughs> in Louisville. Yeah. You bet. One after the other. Yeah, one down at Coral Gables. Puts his arm around him. It'll be all right. Someday I'll retire. So Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. So that would have just continued to play. All right, we've got it. We've got it figured out. Everything's good. Audio's back. All right, all right. Uh, wagering soon to happen. Well, sort of wagering. Philip Wrights woke up at 3 a.m. in Japan to put a Boston butt in the smoker. Thank you for keeping me awake with a great FSU commentary. Thank you, and let's get a much-needed win this weekend. All right, Philip. Good for you. In Japan, I Desperately want to go to Japan. Desperately. It's one of the many places that I want to visit, but Japan is high on my list. What made you want to visit Japan first? Was it Mr. Baseball with Tom Selleck? No. Okay. Uh, no, I know two people that have been and came back raving, and the stuff they described just made me want to go. Was it Lost in Translation? No, but I love that movie. It's a good movie. And it's a great movie, and she is really beautiful in that movie. Thicker version. <laughs> No, the camera's not frozen. I'm just, I'm just gonna, <laughs> You're like, I'm not going to comment on that. I'm going to let that one go. Mama's waiting to uh, do the pick. She sure is. Yeah. All right. So uh, cue it up before we bring her on. Here you go. And now for another edition of the family pick, Nick. Go to your room! Mama, the meatloaf! Take it away, Jeffrey. Hello, mother. How are you? I am well. How about yourself? I'm doing fine. I'm uh, 
I'm ready for this football game. Every time it's FSU Miami, you know, you 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 kind of you feel a little worn out by Wednesday, the week of, because you get so excited about the game, even though both teams haven't been very good in a long time. The rivalry is still so intense and fun to watch. And so anyhow, I get I get excited on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday to talk about it. By the time we reach Friday, I'm like, let's just get on with the game. I know. I think very exciting. But you're like me. I get so nervous. You know, you have this nervous anticipation and you don't know for sure what's going to happen and you want him to do well. And I know it's it's difficult. What did we do last week? Was that a split? What did we do? No, we only had one different and you won. Yeah, that's typical. Oh lordy! I and I and you know what game it was? It was the Raiders game, you know. And, and I, I took the Giants. That's right. And yeah, no, you. Uh, yeah. Did you? Yeah, I guess I did. And I took because we were. Th- I and I said I thought that was probably a good pick because I thought the Raiders were probably gonna, you know, with all their off-field stuff going on and everything. So I was probably dumb on my part. But anyway, no. So now I think I'm back to seven down. Hmm. I think I was six down, is what I believe. Yeah, you're seven down. The the whooping continues, and oh I know Lord, I have got to get going. I can't seem to I can't seem to make any headway. And this week, the games I, I think there's three or four that I just agonized over. Obviously, I had to pick one, but I think there's several that could go either way. Well, I know we both lost last night. Neither of us had the Dolphins beating the Ravens. That's for no, sure. I had the Ravens, yeah. And that was shocking to me. I mean, yes. I, Miami's defense, I mean, they were serious. They were. Thursday night games were very, very weird. I never know how to read into them, uh, obviously. And so I don't know if that is a problem. Does that portend of uh, problems for Baltimore or not? Short week, some guys were out. I, I don't know, but Miami's defense did rise up and play very well. They play hard for Flores, and also, I really like the Dolphins uniforms. And it was cool because, Mama, uh, Dad was in town, uh, and we watched the game together, and you know what a Dolphins fan he is. So. Oh, I do. Oh, well, that is lots of fun. That yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you got to do that. Yeah, no, it's... um. I always loved them, too. I don't root for them so much now, but, I mean, I don't root for them not to win. I would like to see them do well. Bills at Jets. I know. I picked the Bills. Of course. That's easy. Buccaneers at Washington. I'm taking the Bucks, And, you know, I don't know if we're ever going to get our people back healthy. This is very – this is upsetting me. We're getting there. We're getting slowly but surely. We're getting healthier. We'll be all right. I don't think we have Gronk. I don't think we have AB. I don't think we have – what's his name? Yeah. Um, oh, uh, you know, well, half our secondary you, yeah, you, 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 on on defense, the guy with the hyphenated name who always I never do remember. Um, oh, what well, does it matter? But anyway, I don't think he's going to be there. Who's she talking about? Murphy Bunting. Oh, Sean Murphy Bunting. Yeah, I'm sorry, Sean Murphy Bunting. Yeah. God, I never can remember his name. Um, I don't know why I went brain dead there. I know it. I don't think he's going to be there, and um. I just don't know. I feel like we. they said we brought in Rash- Is it Rashad Perriman. Here's the good news, Mom. We're playing Washington. They're 2-6. and six. They're god-awful. The Bucks are going to win the game. We'll be okay. Well, But you remember how hard we struggled to beat them last time. And it's one game. It was a playoff. They're not the same on defense as they were a year ago. I'm not worried about it. All uh, right. Well, anyway, I picked the Bucks, so I good. hope you're right. Falcons, Cowboys. Yeah. Now, I'm going to pick Dallas, but I tell you what, that game the other uh, night was very concerning. 
Well, they got blown out. Denver went in and just dominated Dallas, and uh, the Falcons are playing pretty good football right now. They're four and four. If you look at their offensive numbers, Matt Ryan's having a very good year. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. But I too like the Cowboys to win the game. Yeah, I think they should win the game. Well, Maybe yes. that woke them up. That game when because you know I've been saying all year I didn't understand what was wrong with Denver, and I thought they should be playing better. Well, then holy smokes, all of a sudden they did. Saints at the Titans. Now this game is one of my agonizing games and so much for last week thinking they wouldn't do well um yeah because they were they without were, henry yes yeah they were married, missing derrick henry my one of my all-time favorite pick, players i am picking tennessee yeah i think that's an easy pick i don't i don't i don't struggle with that pick at all i'm taking tennessee as well over the saints uh let's go with jags colts you'll take colts lions at steelers you'll take steelers well i've given up on my poor lions yeah, they are 0-8, and if you look at their schedule, it doesn't bode well for them moving forward either. Browns at Patriots, good game. This is a really hard game, too, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I, w- I would love to pick the Browns, but I took New England. I don't, I'm not sure why, but I just New England does seem to be playing pretty well, and, and I'm just not – I know the Browns have got a good defense. and It's kind of a coin flip game here. I'm actually a torn. a coin flip game. I, I agree. That's what I was one of my games. I took New England. I'll take New England too, but I'm I'm struggling with that game. But I'll take New England as well. Vikings at Chargers. I took the Chargers. Panthers at Cardinals. Cardinals. Oh, Cardinals. Yeah. Eagles at Broncos. Yeah, this game I t- I took Denver. Sure. Yeah, the Eagles suck. Seahawks at Packers. Yeah, I I, I took the I took Seattle. I'm going to take the Packers. I'm going to take the Packers here in Green Bay. And, uh, I think I'm probably not picking them because I'm so aggravated with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And I don't even know for sure if he's going to play. Did they announce today uh, whether he's back this week? He's trending towards playing. But that doesn't mean they yeah. didn't announce it. He's trending towards playing. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the Packers here. Chiefs at Raiders. Chief, oh, Chiefs. I, I, I don't know about that game, but I did take Kansas City. I'm wrestling with the game. The Raiders play the Chiefs well, but again, the upheaval there yeah. with the Las Vegas Raiders. So I'll take the Chiefs to go on the road and get the win. And Rams at 49ers. I took the Rams. All right, so we have what? One game different? Is that right? One game again, the, the Seahawks-Packers game. There you go, Mama. You're going to fall further behind, be down eight <laughs> next week no, when we have this conversation. I am going to win that game. And listen, before I forget it, what do you think? About Cam Newton going back to North Carolina. Uh, you mean, Panthers. Yeah, I think it's an irrelevant thing because Cam Newton hasn't been good at football in several years. I understand that, but it just seems weird to me that he's going back to where he started. Well, he wants a job. I mean, they offered him one. So they don't have a quarterback in Carolina, so they'll just have a bunch. They'll have a whole depth chart of guys that can't play a lick. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Now they've just added to the number of quarterbacks that suck. Oh, my God. Well, no, I know it. Well, I, I definitely <laughs> think Cam has gone off the deep end, but I was just curious what you thought about it. Good for him getting a paycheck, stealing money from Carolina at the back end of a career when you don't have an arm and haven't been good at it in a long time. It's good. I mean, it's, I'm happy for him. It's, they're irrelevant. I don't worry about the uh, Carolina Panthers, which is a good thing. Mama, I love you. All right. I love you, too. Good luck this weekend. I know it's a, I know it's a nerve-wracking game. It is. We'll hang in there. It could be exciting. Probably a lot of fireworks. All right, I'll I'll be watching. All right, bye bye. Right, love you. Love you too. Bye bye. Yeah, I don't think anything of that. That was funny, by the way. I would have I would have hated to have been in the uh, in the studio 
uh, whether it's NFL Network or ESPN or whatever, they have to, when that news comes across the wire, you have to pretend like you care at all. It's, it's a big deal. You're like, oh, Cam Newton, we're just in breaking Cam Newton signed with Carolina. Like, what do you think, Jeff? Nothing. He sucks. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> Coming up next on yeah, NFL Total what Access. Do you, what do you do in that moment? I mean, that's just that's, <laughs> it's funny as hell though when they do that. They're like, well, you know, that's an interesting move. Like, no, it's not. It's not an interesting move no. by Carolina. And what they are is they're behind the times because they remember all the ratings that Cam takes got them for years. All the clicks, all the everything. Cam coverage was really important to websites and TV platforms for a long time. But these aren't those times. And Carolina was exposed. And that, that's you were on the Carolina professional team. I was on the Carolina college team. Right. We both knew that there was fraudulence in the state of North Carolina, mm -hmm. and we were right about that fraudulence. We will call out a fraud in the state of North Carolina. That's the, correct. Between the two of us, we are on you, North Carolina. That's right. Two fingers to our eyes, two fingers back to Roll you. Roll the goats. Roll the goats. Well, so we got to remember their names, though. See, I don't know that we wrote them down. Jerry is one of them. And we have a Javier. I think there was an Earl. Is there a Ralph? I think there's an Earl. What did we say the kicking one was? There was a Christopher, too, I think. Well, the kicking one, though, he was the rowdy one who kicks your boy in the face not once but twice. He gives him the double whammy. The guy on the far right, who was he? Ryan will remember that. Uh, the far right who could barely get over the hay. He's just like, oh, I don't know, guys. Yeah, I know. We got, you know what? That's maybe a project. Let's do, uh, figure out what the hell the ghost names are. And then we've got to put the, we got to superimpose the names on there. I'm just laughing at your boy, kicking the guy to his right in the grill, not once but twice with a little, get you some pet it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what happened was the Carolina uh, Panthers were three and O and everybody was lauding them. And I was like, that schedule they've played is awful. And I don't think they're any good. And the next thing you knew, they lost like four straight. I was like, yes, that's right. They're not <laughs> any good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Oh, screw this week. It's been something. What are we doing? I'll play the jazz band on the way out. We get your freight train on the way out, everybody. Monday's going to have to be better. We've got to do better. This is not this is not what we do. We're a disjointed mess this week. Uh, not all any one person's fault, of course. I'm just saying it sucks. Uh, that said, mom is correct, by the way. It's uh, no... Antonio Brown, no Rob Gronkowski. Uh, Godwin is a game time decision. Not sure he's going to play at all with the foot injury. Um, it is disconcerting that they don't know if Scotty Miller or Sean Murphy Bunning are going to be back for this game. Didn't didn't sound promising. And uh, Tyler Johnson and Grayson, along with Brashard Perryman, are going to have to lead the way. Oh, well, Evans. But yes, I mean, damn it, man. Maybe, Not what we do. Maybe this will be the time that O.J. Howard gets more than two targets. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I guess there is reason to be concerned. If you're down that many starters, uh, you yes, I suppose you could lose. It is a little frustrating. But we've been doing the hold your breath thing, talking about it for weeks now, which is just win these games against significantly lesser teams and find a way to get healthy by the time you get late in the year. Not a lot of wear and tear on those bodies because they're sitting around every Sunday not playing. Uh, and you got a chance by, I don't know, week 12, week 13, something like that. All of a sudden you get your guys back. And just before you get into the postseason, they have enough snaps under their belt to get back into football shape, get back into the rhythm of the offense, 
get back to used, you know, if it's on the defensive side, get used to tackling again, all that stuff, the wear and tear of the game, and then enter the postseason ready to make a run at it. It's hard to do, but you're certainly going to have to have all your guys, and this is getting a little old. Um, it, since day one, since the preseason, we've had people out. It's rather remarkable, and nobody's been – uh, consi- consistently healthy for Tampa Bay every week of the year. You just wonder if maybe the training staff, you know, pushed the buttons too soon for 87 for the Bucks. Gronkowski was back too soon. Maybe that aggravated something. You know, just take your time. Well, I do know this, that if you read between the lines and, and there have been enough comments made by Arians and others that they're just certainly not going to rush. I mean, they recognize that when – Gronkowski came back at the end there. He wasn't ready. He put, what, five plays? And they're like, oops, oops, that's a problem. Yep. So now it's just they, these guys are out of practice. They're not participating in practice. They're catching balls from the jugs gun, but they're they're there. I mean, they're not, you know, I mean, and Gronkowski was actually riding a bike trying to keep his cardiovascular shape in order. Let's segue really quickly to Florida State, Florida. Uh, I mentioned that the Knowles, of course, won seven in a row. Florida does lead the all-time series. The Knowles are 11-8 and eight against the Gators under Leonard Hamilton. He is the only FSU coach without a losing record against Florida. Uh, even FSU coaching legend Hugh Durham had a 1-4 and four record against Florida, so that's good. The Knowles have a 7-1 record against the Gators head coach, current head coach Mike White, 6-0 and oh against him at Florida, and split a pair of uh, NIT games when White was the head coach at Louisiana Tech. So that guy has seen zero success against Florida State. He has been owned by Leonard Hamilton. Uh, last season's matchup was a weird one. We had the collapse, which was tragic and scary, and it almost felt like the result wouldn't matter. That was a Scotty Barnes game where he's just dunking on people's heads, did not care about their emotions in that situation. So did MJ Walker. Yeah. There was a step over from MJ Walker, if you recall. Rivalry, rivalry games, Tom? And that was the Scotty Barnes. He's doing the Fortnite dance after dunking, and there's an inbound pass, and it's... <laughs> It's a quarter of the way up the court, and Scotty's still doing his Fortnite dance. <laughs> like, oh, I better get back. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the Gators, by the way, led from start to finish against Elon. We did the same against Penn. Not a lot to talk about with that matchup. Be fun to watch. Um, so, can we get to eight? Eight straight. We were just mentioning. Yeah. It should ever closer to that platinum Bohica. I feel better about this game on Sunday than I did the last time we went down there. And that was a game... I didn't think we were going to win the last time we went down there, right? It, right. And that was a game that nobody wanted to score in the first half. I think that was two years ago. And eventually we're like, oh, okay, so we'll just take this. And it was an absolute rocking chair game where Dickie V, hope that Dickie V obviously gets better. hes I don't know that he's going to be on the call this year. Uh, no. Right. Uh, he's battling cancer. It's just terrible. Yeah, I don't know that he's going to get better. It doesn't sound good, Tom. Is that right? Yeah. Tough times. No, he's been a great ambassador, but anyhow. Well, and he also was an ambassador for the state of Florida. When they came on the broadcast, every time we played Florida, it was always all Gators this, Gators that. He's in the Tampa area. It's basically a de facto Gator town. But the last handful of seasons, seven, in fact, if he called maybe four or five of those games, by halftime, his tune had changed. Talking about how much he loved the Florida State program and Leonard Hamilton so much so, Florida State has done a lot of convincing in the last handful of years. Jay Billis about the home atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get college game day once again. Like you Could saw happen. that thing an hour before tip off the other night for a nine o'clock game. All the students were there. You have every ingredient you need to have college game day for basketball in Tallahassee, which is nuts. But we've convinced a lot of people, not the least of which was Dick Vitale, who said that the Knowles would be the world or the national champion. Mm-hmm. They would have won March Madness had the pandemic not gotten in the way. So just another in the long line of people that are changing their tune about us. By the way, this makes me laugh. Uh, I just now, I hadn't checked Twitter in some time and we're late in the show and I thought I'd go to answer a question and uh, Christopher writes, I remember one year we convinced our waitresses at Jim and Milt's 
that it was beer 30 and pancake time at 7 a.m. for the Kane ass whooping celebration to begin. Uh, I too remember those days where perhaps you didn't sleep the night before uh, a Saturday game against Miami and instead bleary eyed, belligerent, and rather confused, uh, or you know, roused your roommates to tell them it's time to start tailgating for that noon kickoff against the Canes. And it was, in yeah. fact, you know, 6 30, and the music was still blaring from the night before. I can tell you that, um, in the 07 game, the 07 game against Miami, uh, that was Kirby Freeman comes in and lights us up, mm, and, and Xavier Lee spikes the ball into the ground of a couple of times. Did. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. The time he spiked it into the ground for on fourth down, I walked from the stadium to the preserve, which is on oh, San Luis and Tharp. Walk. That was a straight walk. Mm. I didn't say anything to anybody. I didn't need to. Just right here. I needed time. Need time. I needed time. Got to decompress. It was a good hour walk, maybe a little longer. It's a walk that Corey Clark would be proud of. He didn't like to fly, but he likes to walk. Oh, he's it a was walker. Clear. driver. Clear across town. It was nothing to do with tailgating too much or anything. It was just pure disgust, fury. Yeah. I hope that my brethren, the students that are like I was, very hopeful for two bad teams that we're the least bad team. They don't have to have such a walk or something. You know, it's interesting about tomorrow. long walks like that out of bitter frustration. You wouldn't think this is possible for me, but the Pirates at one point a year ago lost 10 straight. And, you know, I'm used to them losing, but something about the eighth straight. On a, on a Tuesday night that I was watching, had me stand up calmly because they blew it in the ninth, had me stand up calmly and go and just turn to my wife and say, I'm so da -da 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 tired of watching this team, blah, 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 inappropriate language. I'm mm. going to go for a walk. <laughs> I've just been walking. I was gone for two hours. They help. That's the other they thing about do. those walks. They always work. They work. By the time I walked into my we apartment, like, okay, we're good. We're the good. sun was down. Yeah. I actually, I, I was, uh, I told you this story. I was on mission. It connected to yeah. Ocala that time. They shut that down. Oh, yeah. Um, I walked that way, and there was one Miami fan walking towards me, <laughs> and there's nobody around. I'm like, are we going to have a problem? Are we about to throw down? Because the, the guy looked like a Miami fan. Yeah. Not a Miami grad. He looked like a Miami fan. So a criminal. Right. So he walked up, and he goes, hey, I go, here we hey. go. And I go, yeah. And he goes, I had to be strong. Yeah, that's strong. Uh, yeah. And he goes, where's pot bellies? <laughs> I've been looking for pot bellies. I'm like, my man, you need you a cab. You need a cab. Away. You've been walking further and further and further away from your destination. I was like, dude, you need to go get a cab. Yeah, it's over here. It's, it's over there and there. And he goes, thanks, oh, man. I'm like, man. you're welcome. Enjoy your day. Tallahassee game day tomorrow, 9 a.m. right here, powered by our friends at Xfinity. Uh, Record-setting speed. Unbelievable. You can't even fathom. Thank God for Xfinity. The most megabits. It's the best megabits. 9 a.m. to 11. We got you covered. And then uh, from there, there'll be a post game as well. Uh, right now, headed over for the happy hour special with my good boy, Corey Clark. As, uh, that'll be a corner pocket bar and grill if you're in town on Appalachian Parkway. Hope to see you there.